What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey guys, hope you're doing well today. Cloud with you here. We're in Mark chapter 13. Now this is a more difficult uh, chapter of the Bible. Angelisa was with us yesterday to talk about some of this, so I hope you're still listening. Uh, but this section um, in Mark is Jesus, he's giving this Olivet Discourse. He's talking about eschatology or end times, and he's using apocalyptic genre to kind of show that. Now I'm recording this. This is the Monday after uh, we had Saturday Man Church. Now, I hope some of you guys are listening because I, I I talked about hermeneutics. This is just for you guys, right? If you're listening, if you were there this past Saturday, I hope you enjoyed that. I want to kind of show a couple things. In that hermeneutics lecture, I talked about uh, genre. And so that's exactly what's going on here. Gospel in and of itself is a genre. Uh, but here is a, a genre within a genre. We have Jesus giving this Olivet Discourse, which is apocalyptic literature. He's kind of calling back to the book of Daniel. And so we always ask, what's the genre? And so if it's a different genre, we're going to read it differently. Uh, and so this is a perfect example of that. This is apocalyptic in nature. It's prophetic. It's very kind of dual meaning, so to speak. And so let's go ahead and get into that. Angelisa started it off, uh, us off well. And, uh, I'll, I'll pick up here in Mark chapter 13, verses 14 through 23. I actually think uh, this is airing on the Friday. This coming weekend, uh, When you're, if you're listening to this, when it comes out, this coming weekend is when Brady's going to be preaching over, over chunks of Mark 13 as well. And so hopefully this is not going to creep you out too much. Um, so let's just go ahead and get into it. This is what we it's it's talking about the abomination of desolation, right? And it's like, whoa, okay. Some people get super excited, and some people are kind of creeped out. So, but let's dig in it to it together. God's got something for us. Uh, Mark chapter thirteen, verses fourteen through twenty-three. Jesus is speaking, and he says, "But when you see the abomination of desolation standing where he ought not be, let the reader understand." Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let the one who is on the housetop not go down, nor enter his house to take anything out. And let the one who is in the field not turn back to take his cloak. And alas, for women who are pregnant and for those who are nursing infants in those days, pray that it may not happen in winter. For in those days there will be such tribulation as has not been from the beginning of the creation of God created until now and never will be. And if the Lord had not cut short the days, no human being would be saved. But for the sake of the elect whom he chose, he shortened the days. And then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ or look, there he is. Do not believe it. For false Christs and prophets will arise and perform signs and wonders to lead astray, if possible, the elect. But be on guard. I have told you all things beforehand. And so it's just kind of weird, man. Like there's some there's a lot of things that people have debated for thousands of years. Like what what does he mean by this? What does he mean by that? And so, of course, 
you know, there's different systems that have different viewpoints on eschatology. Eschatology is a fancy word for the study of the end times. Uh, and again, Jesus is using apocalyptic uh, literature. He's actually quoting from the book of Daniel. So when we get at what is the meaning of, of this text, how, how, we, how does it being interpreted to the original hearers who heard it? What does the, the writer of the Gospel of Mark mean to say? What is his intent? And also, what is Jesus' intent as uh, this is him speaking? Uh, obviously, Scripture is inspired and God breathed. So there's, uh, there's this little quotation that says, let the reader understand. Right? That's, uh, the, the, the author has written that in here into this speech, this Olivet Discourse. And so this is the end times, but it's also talking about an event. And Jesus is quoting apocalyptic literature from the book of Daniel, which is all the way back in the Old Testament. Daniel is prophesying to the nation of Israel, who is in, in exile, and he's talking and, and giving this kind of his future uh, prophetic vision. And so when Daniel quotes it, you look in, in chapter uh, Daniel chapter 11, verse 31, he says, "...forces from him shall appear." and profane the temple and fortress, and take away the regular burnt offering, and they shall set up the abomination that makes desolate. So he, in the book of Daniel, and all the way back in the Old Testament, he's prophesying about a future event, uh, which in a sense did come to, to happen um, in 168 BC. So before the after Daniel, but before the New Testament, before Jesus' teaching, something like what Daniel had talked about had already taken place when Jesus is teaching this. So there was a Syrian general uh, who came in and, and basically sacked the, the Jewish temple, and he threw everybody out, and then he erected an altar to Zeus, basically, right? And, and you, you can go back and look all this up, but this is the, the what the Maccabean Revolt kind of was re revolved around was this this event. And so that had kind of already happened, right? There had already been someone who came in and profaned the temple with an offering to a false god and, and, and all that. And so, but Jesus here, he's using Daniel again. He's giving it, it has an original context and now it has a fuller context as Jesus is quoting scripture to show some future prophecy. And just as like Daniel was prophesying, it had an immediate fulfillment in 168 BC, and it also had a distant fulfillment, uh, which is what Jesus is going to be talking about here. Now, most, there's, of course, a bunch of disagreement about the end times, but what most people tend to agree on is that clearly in this text, at the very least, part of what Jesus is talking about, at least part of, some say all, but at least we all agree that part of what Jesus is talking about here in this entire chapter of 13 is the, the sacking of Jerusalem and the dest destruction of the temple, which takes place in 70 AD, which is after Jesus is making this Olivet Discourse, right? Uh, some, I think, 40 years or something like that. And so that happened, right? And so here, when Jesus is saying this, not one stone will be on another, like there's a literal immediate fulfillment of this prophecy, but there's also, <laughs> right, a distant fulfillment. So in the immediate, there's an immediate fulfillment when this will, uh, something like what he's describing will come to pass. And that's when Rome, they basically come in and destroy the temple. And it's ironic because one of the, um, 
you know, you watch like Gladiator or something like that. There's like these old siege, you know, the epic movies, right? And they show the siege and the catapults on the walls and then coming in and sword fighting and all that. Just picture that. One of the embankments that the, the Romans actually launched one of their offensives was on where Jesus is teaching right now on the all the the Hill of Olives, the Olivet Discourse, where Jesus is teaching, and so that, that it's ironic that where Jesus is standing is where one of these offenses will be launched. I think it's to the west of Jerusalem, and all that to say, you can go to the history books and see what happened in seventy A.D. Uh, there's a couple cool YouTube videos you can watch, and it has the graphics and you know animation of. You know, they burned the temple and destroyed everything, destroyed homes. And it was like hundreds of thousands of people died, right? This is a bad thing, right? Very bad. And Jesus is talking about how that will come to pass. And that's an immediate fulfillment of the Olivet Discourse. He's talking about the destruction in 70 AD. But just as Daniel prophesied, and there was an immediate fulfillment, but also a distant fulfillment, so too do some scholars, most scholars, I think, and this is kind of where I land, see this prophecy as well. Um, there is an immediate fulfillment, but also a distant one. And you see this hinted at uh, plenty of places, but let's say in verse 19 for today, example, for example, for in those days, when this is happening, for in those days, there will be such tribulation as has not been from the beginning of creation that God created until now and never will be. Now, I'm a huge history buff, and there's been, 70 AD was bad, right? 70, then you have uh, all, like World War One, World War II, you, you can go back and just see all the different, you know, Napoleonic Wars or Crimean Wars or just, just in our recent history, modern history, like, there have been some really, really terrible events. You know, the Holocaust, right? That's a huge example of, like, I don't think 70 AD was the worst it ever got. Does that make sense? So clearly, I think in verse 19, it's hinting at, well, abomination of desolation means the destruction of the temple in 70 AD, but it also probably means something else, right? And then the answer is, well, what is that something else, that future fulfillment, that distant fulfillment is, I don't know, <laughs> like, it's got to be bad. Whatever it is, it's got to be bad. And you, there's people that debate and get into all that stuff. And so that's that's the big question. What is this big event? And that's the capital E, end times. We could go to the book of Revelation to flesh that out even more. But you guys, you, hopefully you've got the picture now. There's a distant fulfillment and an immediate fulfillment. And I think Jesus is teaching both, as has often been the case in Old Testament prophecy. So too in New Testament prophecy. The end times are coming. Uh, I don't think 70 AD was it, and I think there's something a lot worse left. We can take that to the bank, that things are going to get worse. and But also, <laughs> we can take to the bank that Jesus is faithful. He has told us, and here in verse, uh, verse 23, be on guard. I have told you all things beforehand, right? He's told us what's going to happen. That means he knows. He's in charge. He's faithful. He, he's got a plan. He's going to make all things new. He's, he's good. Right. 
And then there's the, the application built into the text right there. Be on guard. He's speaking that to the disciples, but we abstract the principle. Guys from Saturday, you remember this. Abstract the principle. Be on guard. That's pretty easy as far as application. What does it mean to be on guard as a Christian? Well, it means to keep living a life of faith and godliness. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. Read your Bible. Right? Meditate on Scripture. Study Scripture. Hear the Word preached. You know, Speak to your neighbor. Love your neighbor. Love your, your brother have evangel do all the things that you know you're supposed to do but be on guard the world is hard there's going to be this quote-unquote abomination of desolation at the end times whether you die or jesus comes back first take that to the bank that this world is not all there is there is going to come an end to it and so have faith in christ that he has told us beforehand and in his power and what he's going to do what he had done in our lives he's gone to the cross for us died for us to make us right with god so that at the end times when all this craziness goes down that we are right with god and now that's the message that we preach to the world sometimes this stuff is weird but we trust in Jesus and that he is good. Hope this has helped for you today. If you want to talk more, andrew.cloud at newvisionlife.com. Y'all have a great day and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you guys for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. As always, we hope that you heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk and reflect Christ in your everyday steps. To find out more information about New Vision, you can go to newvisionlife.com or follow us on Instagram at newvisionlife. Again, we're for you, we love you, and we look forward to seeing you back here on Monday.